exactly. <laughs> um, hi. What's up? Hold on, let me fix my mic. My check one two one two. You from Camerton Road? What is you gonna do? Hey. Period. Okay. I think you jinxed me, bro. Why I can't sleep with the fan on no more? Good, cause your nostrils gonna swell up. Oh, they're swollen. I literally am like drugged up right now. I took some daggone um, what is it? Mucinex. Mucinex for allergies? Maybe you got a cold in. It's for sinuses, like congestion, because that's what's going on. Like I'm, I'm, I'm sneezing and. Well, now your light bill will be cheaper. So there you go. That's a good habit to start. I can't sleep without the fan. The, even just the sound of it. Like when the, if all the lights are off in the house, right, and the fan is on and I'm dead asleep, if the lights go, like the power go out, I will know because the fan will stop. I, um, I actually recently got a weighted blanket and let me tell you. I cannot wait. I'm not going to get one until I move. But no, so I got the, I got a 20-pound weighted blanket. I was going to get the 15-inch because they suggested that you get one that's 10% of your weight. But due to the fact that I'm still trying to lose weight, I still <laughs> I fall under the 20-pound. Plus, when I sleep every night, I have a bunch of blankets. I have like three comforters and all kinds of pillows and everything. So I knew that 20 pounds was the one for me. And so when I, mind you, I, you know, I work from home, so I get off at five typically. I got the blanket right before I finished working and I'm not playing y'all. I laid down under the blanket and I woke up to nine o'clock. It was nine o'clock when I woke up. Okay. And then I put, I, um, <clears throat> I was up for a couple of hours, maybe like to like 11 almost. And then I went back to sleep. Now, normally when I take a nap, if I take a nap for an hour, two hours, I will usually either go to sleep minus that many hours. Like I go to two, I go to sleep two hours later or I wake up two hours early. I got a full nice rest of that blanket. Let me tell you something. Oh my gosh. Pluto ain't got nothing on me. Okay. I need I can't wait to get it. Because I <clears throat> I purposely sleep with a blanket and a comforter, like a a fleece blanket and a comforter on top of me every night because I like the weight of it. Yeah, it's like snuggly. You would laugh if you saw my bed right now. So I um I basically, when I braid my hair, I use like a lot of like jam or whatever the stuff is called, a gel, honey. So last time I braided my hair, it had got all of my pillows and on my bed, real bad, even through my bonnet. So my bed is literally covered up with a comforter. My pillows is covered up with a fleece and I sleep on top of everything. You can't even see my bed. You can't see nothing. It came through. Oh, you know what? I think that happened to me. And then when you do that, dude, like the die from the, the um, bonnet get on your pillows too? That has happened before, but it didn't happen this time, thank God. Now, it did come out. Shout out to OxyClean. But, um, but yes, I have had the bonnet come out on the color, like the dye from it come out on my pillows. Girl, I just ruined my pillows like that. Mind you, I wear a do-rag and a bonnet like, dang, girl. So, But I, don't, yeah. I can't, I don't want to, br- like, braid my hair without the grease. So, it's like, mm, what am I supposed to do? My skull cap be bleeding. I don't like that. Through that. Um, but, anywho, how was your week besides that? My week has been so freaking hectic. Like, work has been... So, my job is just very, like, mentally draining. And not necessarily in a negative way. It's just, you know, it just comes with, like, experience, I guess you can say. So, I just deal with a lot of stuff that just really fries my brain. But it's nothing... Like, I will still do this over anything customer-facing related ever in life. So, I don't... Not that I don't care, but some days I just be wanting to punch the computer and then wake up and it's Christmas time. Yeah. It just be stressful. I feel so you. that's really what's been going on. I've been doing that. I've been I've been trying to get back on my diet. So I was able to lose like eleven pounds during COVID. And then it was like, mm. 
That's not to be it. So I'm trying to get back on my routine. I haven't been eating poorly. I've been maintaining my weight, but I want to, I should have lost at least another 10, 15 pounds by now, but yeah. Ice cream. Oh my God, girl. Um, <clears throat> I just been real busy. I've been working. Of course, Flo Millie, her mixtape came out this week. So she's been doing slap. a lot of press. Yes, God. And it's, she been doing a lot of press, so I've been, like, with her literally every single day up until yesterday. Um, I had to turn down a client today because I needed some rest. Like, I had to just be like, you know, today and tomorrow I need to rest. And then it started raining. I was supposed to get my car clean today. I was supposed to do a lot, but I just, um, I could not sleep last night because of my sinuses, and I can't sleep without the fan on. So I took, like, three melatonin to go to sleep. So I've been kind of like drained all day, but I ended up calling a few apartments and making some. Um, oh yeah, how's that going? Appointments. Um, I got some appointments tomorrow to go look at some places. So I, I am a little bit out of my budget, but uh, at this point, I'm ready to take a risk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not really, but really. Some people that I know that's apartment shopping, they basically like you know what would have been the like whatever your budget is now, what would have what you would have gotten for that three years ago is like you you can't really it's not quality, so you kind of gotta like up the ante a little. Yeah, bit. yeah, yeah, for sure. Like I looked at some things like my right now my budget. Um, if you guys are not from Atlanta or live in Atlanta, like for real, for real, a decent apartment in Atlanta about six years ago will run you about six fifty, especially if you live kind of outside the perimeter like i was living in uh sandy springs and also marietta i had a two-bedroom in sandy springs um uh, literally on roswell road by the highway by 25 literally 10 minutes from both lennox and perimeter mall and it was 730 dollars a month mm-hmm. for a two-bedroom two-four bathroom mm-hmm. so now um you know you can't even get that for no less than 1200 you can't even get that in the hood yeah even in the hood is up. So it's like my budget has to be it, it it feels weird, but I know that I know that I'll be able to handle it, but it just feels weird for me to just go from something like you know, from that. But anywho. Yeah, so it think- is it's tough. It's harsh. You know, that was um when I moved when I sold you know my condo, I always tell people my mortgage was only my mortgage was only five sixty five and now I'm paying twelve hundred dollars a month. Now I can afford it, but it's like, dang, I could have paid three mortgages. Yeah. almost with this yeah. money but when you want something that's different because it's like if i would have bought this condo i have now at the time i bought my first condo then i wouldn't be paying as much but it just kind of comes with the time it's like what you gonna do about it you can't do nothing yeah it's gonna that's, be the about, that's the thing about rental properties too because um what i've been finding is i've been double backing uh, backtracking to some properties that i checked out before and the rent has been fluctuating like yep every three days it'll go up like twenty or thirty dollars, or to go down. And like, I don't like that. And that's the thing about apartments too, because then when your lease is up, it can go up three hundred dollars, and it's like, yeah, what's happening to give me a new fridge or something? Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I re- when I was living in the crossing, no, no, no. Before I moved, before the, I moved to the crossing, the reason why I moved out of those apartments, it was because I think they raised my rent like a hundred and seventy-five dollars, and I'm like. And now looking back, that's not even that bad. Like I could have paid eight something for a two bedroom, but girl, at the time I'm like, yeah, no. but it's it's like a whole nother bill that you adding on. Yeah, hold on. Baha. Okay. Uh, can y'all hear me? Yeah, yeah. we can hear you. Oh, okay. Hey, Major. We were just having a, we were just having our little um intro talk. 
or whatever okay that we normally have before the show but you're here now it's time for a shot talk hey hey all right so i know y'all noticed we got a third person in here we got beja rodrigue Hi. <laughs> I, lo- I love saying beja rodrigue her name is beja rodriguez yes yes i love that hi guys yes okay so beja we are entering shop talk which is our okay. pop culture segment of our show okay mm-hmm. um so alicia you said you had something to talk about i got something to talk about hannah okay so what was was that last week that was last that was a little weekend right nah that was last week okay so last week i am jonathan who is i guess he's no he's famous for doing megan the stallion's hair right mm-hmm. yeah that's how that's how people know him Okay, so that's how I know him too clearly. But um, but anyway, so he basically did Jeffree Star's hair. Now, if a lot of people don't know, Jeffree Star is a makeup or I guess you could just say overall influencer. Is he really? Is it mostly? All I know is he be on YouTube. Yeah, he used to be a uh um, uh uh music artist, and then he is turned into like I guess a beauty guru, and he has his own cosmetics line. Okay. Well, Mr. Yeah. Star has a very um, extensive history with uh, being racist or saying things that are problematic and then doubling down on them and then apologizing and then doing it again and then apologizing but not being genuine about it. So, you know what I'm saying? He done been canceled since canceled been canceled, if you know what I'm saying. Like, nobody can't be canceled more than he been canceled. And so, yeah. with that being, and mind you, his, his apology was just last week, like the week before yeah. this. But anyway, Jonathan did his hair and people were outraged about it. And he was just like, you know what I'm saying? I'm here to chase the bag. I got 20 racks for doing this. Y'all do what y'all want, blah, blah, blah. And at first, I was like, I don't like that. Yeah. Personally, I just felt like, um, well, you, you're you working with somebody who clearly has expressed that they don't support you or your people. And it's kind of like a slap in the face to work for him, you know, in uh, exchange for, I guess, popularity. I don't really know. I don't think, I won't say he did it in exchange for popularity, but I will say that he definitely knew that when he was doing this dude hair, it was about to, you know, it was going to be some stuff. So okay. I was like, so you're going to do Donald Trump hair? You're going to do Melania hair? So To me, it's, it's the same thing. But um, I had a change of heart. So, uh, and the reason why... Come on. Come on with the tea now. <laughs> the reason why is because I was contacted. And I this is what put everything in perspective for me. So I got contacted today by this company for a job. I'm not going to say who, but they have definitely been on the cancel train recently. Mm. And um, I was like... <laughs> You yeah, you probably was looking at them numbers like, listen. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, <laughs> and I was, I said this to Draco. I was like, call me sellout Sally. I'm on my journey. <laughs> <laughs> and I told her, I was just like, you know, honestly, shoot, take the money because realistically, like I was saying about it before, if 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 it were me, and I will put in this, I was put in that situation. Honestly, I would do it. Yeah, like Jeffrey Star. If Jeffrey Star contact t- contacting me today, uh, and you know, and I I personally feel a little different than most people about Jeffrey Star because I will say that <laughs> I'm actually a person that grew up supporting Jeffrey Star. You did, and like since day one, like mm-hmm. from MySpace. So I I grew up supporting Jeffrey Star, and I kind of have a little bit more insight than most people do because a lot of black people didn't really you know know who he was. Yeah, his, we were not his target audience. Yeah. But a lot of the stuff he now, I think that for me, what made me stop fucking with him for real, it was because like 
just his response to stuff and just like how much of an asshole he is. The videos and all the racist comments, this shit is like over 10 years old. They just keep finding new stuff. So like anytime he apologizes, they go back and they dig deep and they find more stuff. They find more stuff, find more stuff. So I get- And the people that he's around as well. Yeah, they, he's he's rude as fuck. He's been rude to me. That's I another reason why I don't fuck with him. So, um, you know, I have my personal issues with him, but if he were to offer me $20,000 to work for him for one day... What time? Period. <laughs> I don't have that in my account. <laughs> exactly, and that's what matters to me because I feel like if you don't need it, then obviously it's easy to say that. I don't necessarily need the amount of money this company talking about, but I definitely don't make that right now, so it's like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me be the exactly. change I don't need to see. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I'm like, you know, I wouldn't, I, I honestly couldn't say that I would turn that down. I mean, yeah. you can say that I don't have a backbone or I can't stand on my words or whatever. And I do support, and I, I'll make it known that I do definitely support uh, my beliefs. But and when it comes to my livelihood, I got to take care of myself. And I also and honestly, think that this is my job. I have to separate, exactly. most of the time, I have to, se- you know, separate that from my actual job like just my personal feelings from my work when it comes that much money though twenty thousand dollars exactly and then one day like you don't even have to say now how much are your other clients paying because i'm like he must have been calling a few people and they said no and so he was like up the budget but i do think that you kind of have to know where you draw the line i think it'll be different if jeffrey star at least never even apologize you know what i'm saying yeah yeah and, and like i and i also like where you are in life if i need twenty thousand, i need twenty thousand love Today, what's your skin tone? Let me match you right quick. I got you. <laughs> what lace? Oh, <laughs> but like, yeah, I remember you said, Draco, that maybe it would have been better if he didn't post it, but I think it would have still gotten back around to people. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, listen, I know a lot of these companies may not be known for being supportive of all communities, but I, when it comes to like corporate America, I try to look at it as like, well, the CEO don't directly reflect. <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> i work for some companies who are definitely uh republican organizations now republican don't really like bother me but it's like their contributions and what they have supported in general but honey i just want y'all to know if y'all see a change on my linkedin mind your business <laughs> just keep and scrolling that's on that. hey. <laughs> just right. grow niece period hmm. so i wanted to talk about um megan's I guess you can say her statement that she did on live yesterday about her situation that happened when she got shot. And I want y'all to chime in and let me know how y'all feel about it. But I'm going to say, I'm going to just say this. Like, I really, really, first of all, I was watching it as it was happening. Like, I saw on my phone, I had a notification pop up, Megan Stallion is live. I said, oh, God, like, let me just see what's going on. On Tori Lane's birthday. On Tori Lane's birthday. I love it. (laughs) So she it popped up and I was at a photo shoot, so I had to put my AirPods in. And I got really sad because I think that, you know, she was just talking about it. And she just was, you could tell like she was, she definitely had to sit down for a second and just like gather her thoughts. She was Mm -hmm. chilling at first. But I think that what it was that got to me was the fact that, you know, she was just being honest. She was just like, you know what? Um you know, I just recently lost my mama and my grandma. My dad been dead for a long time, but I lost both of them. So I'm in this industry with, I'm basically by myself. So of right. course, me being a friendly person that I am, I'm going to adapt to people 
and people are going to adapt to me and we're going to have fun. And, you know, I'm young. Like I would want to have fun. I want to make new friends and I want to, of course, make friends in the industry and stuff like that. But I realized that this isn't how, you know, I may have been going, going about it the wrong way. And she was just saying that, you know, she just basically was trying to fill a void of just like, not, um, just, you know, just, trying to put people in her life to not necessarily replace her her mom or her parents and her grandparents but um just so she can feel loved you know what and, i'm saying like not, you know from friends you yeah, know and, and and not think about it and and i just think it's kind of it's just a testament to just show once again just how like unprotected and just undervalued i think black women are as a whole like i think people kind of took it and made a joke out of it because you know she's taller she's thicker she doesn't give off the appearance of like this fragile small petite female and i think people take that instead of looking at looking at it as a strength and it was like oh, okay we can make a joke about this like this yep. is funny she, like, like, oh, she can take yeah, it like yeah you know she'll be okay and i think like you know whatever the situation was you know i was having a conversation with just a few like my industry friends and they're like well you know this is what I heard happen. This is what I heard happen. I'm just like, nobody was in the car, but you know, the, the Ford, the driver and the other three people who was there, you know, but regardless to whatever, like, I don't really know what would, what a woman could do to make a man want to shoot her unless his life was in danger, you know? And I really don't believe it was like that kind of situation, but I just think it was really sad to see her you know, just upset. And I just think too, like, you know, you have a lot of people when you in this industry, like you have so many people who gravitate towards you just because you're what's hot right now, you're what's cool right now, you know, and it looks good to be, you know, cool with you. But then when it's really time to be cool with you and be a friend, like these times, I'm sure this really show her like who her friend was. Like even with the Drea thing, like not to throw Drea under the bus or anything. I don't know her personally. Oh, I'm throwing her under the bus. They all went, yeah, because they all went out of town. So you out of town with this girl. You acting like you also cool with this girl and everything, and then you going just make a joke about this, talking about some. I want somebody to love me so much to shoot me in the it's foot. Like, it's like, we don't even know if they were sleeping together. And it's like, even if they was, that's their business. But, you know, we start getting into, like, taking somebody's life, paralyzing somebody, and being able to change somebody's life forever. That's different. And, you know, it's not a joke. And it's not funny, you know? So I absolutely agree. I I feel like, and then <clears throat> when I think about other people who've had, I got, I, one thing I feel like is, um obviously, like, celebrities, I know that they're like joining in on the fun with social media, but it's like, you kind of got to realize the power you have. Like when I saw the meme that 50 Cent posted, I'm like, come on. Yeah. yeah. You know, something. His apology was just like dumb. So my thing I didn't about know it was so real. How? It was videos everywhere. Thanks. Literally videos everywhere. This girl is literally leaking blood on camera. Oh my God. How are you not thinking that it's real? You think it's for a music video? Like, I think that people are just so disconnected from reality that it's just, it, it really bothers me. It frustrates me. And I just didn't understand, like, how people would make jokes. Even after she made that live, and people just like, oh, y'all sit here and talk about, I, I saw this one. This really just bugged me because somebody posted and said, y'all sit here and clown people who cry on Snapchat and Instagram all day, and y'all gonna let Megan slide with this with this sob story. 
And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? This she was shot in her feet, in both feet. She was shot with a gun. And, she, <laughs> and a bullet shot is scary. Like and, 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 she, I'm sure she traumatized from that shit. Of Absolutely. Course. Of course. You know, that's not a normal I, I just, thing. That's not like a normal thing. Like it's and it's not that it makes it better, but it's not like she was hit, you know, punched. Like that is not better at all. But she could have been she could have been killed. You know, anything yeah. could have gone wrong. You know what I mean? It's just so crazy to me. But like you said, Bezos, it's just about like like her appearance and how she carries herself, people probably look at it as like, oh, she'll be all right. Oh, it's probably not even as bad as we think it is. It does mm-hmm. not matter. There was a bullet that went inside her body. Okay. And, yeah. it, and it's, she could have lost her life, you know? And I think Literally. that that's the bigger picture that people are missing is that, you know what I'm saying? If that would have, like, you know, Tupac died from a shot in his leg, you know what I'm saying? Like, that was the fatal shot. So at the end of the day, it's like, it doesn't matter. Oh, he shot her in in the feet. Like does not matter. He could have paralyzed her. She never could have walked again. Like he her life could her. be over, and she never did anything else. Like, but I just think that people really should cut her some slack the same way that we cut other celebrities slack. Like she is. Or dudes, because if it was yeah. a dude that got shot, it wouldn't. It wouldn't have went that way. Oh, of course not. But it's like you know, even just what about her mom and everything? Like I just think sympathy does need to be had there because that's a real thing to go through and you know what I'm saying like my heart goes out to anybody who's ever dealt with that but I just feel like you know everybody has a different way that they grieve and I think her way to grieve was like oh let me have fun let me turn up let she me never be, took a break you know, when her mother passed she was yeah. still like doing interviews still performing she she probably hasn't even really grieved to be honest and she probably doesn't want to like be in a house by herself yeah. and just kind of be with those thoughts and feel the way that she feels but I just think it's unfortunate how everybody is just making a joke out of it you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying I don't think it's funny I don't think it's cool like and I feel like this is a grown man that we talking about and at the end of the day he knew better exactly so I saw a tweet that said the rise and fall of Tory Lanez COVID-19 yeah point blank period and I cannot yeah. wait to hear the, the story of what really happened or what, like, you know, the, what his perspective, because I know he's going to have some kind of defense for himself and, and you know, what's really going to go on. I guess, I don't know if they're going to make us wait until like the court case, but right. it'll be really interesting to see. It is going to be interesting. Yeah. I had I had to just disconnect from Twitter. I feel you. Oh, man, because it was just like, it, it just was triggering for me just because I can relate to a lot of stuff that she's gone through and just like some stuff that she's done and she said she was doing to to cope. That was kind of like my way of coping when my mom passed a little bit. And so just to see people be like really insensitive to that type of stuff, it hurt because I'm like, damn, like I can only imagine how she would feel if she were to see that type of stuff. Not, I, and I don't know if she saw or not, but... To, I'm sure, like, she, if she were to see that, like, that would fucking make her feel, like, real crazy. I had to just get off. Because I'm like, I can't control the way people think and the stuff that come out of their mouth. So let me just remove myself. Right. Remove myself. Right. It's like, I can't, it's, I can't, I cannot even see that. Like, it was just really bothering me. So I was like. Yeah, it is bothersome. Let me take a break from Twitter. I probably want, I mean, honestly, like, I felt like yesterday for a minute, I was like, damn, I feel like I'm doing too much. And then like, I woke up this morning and I just didn't really even have the urge to go on there because I'm, I'm like, it makes me even kind of nervous to even see what's going on on the timeline. Like, yeah, I don't even want to see. You. Listen, you know, that's why I deleted my last account. I just couldn't take it. Like, Twitter obviously can be very fun. It can be informative, but it's also not a place where you can rely on, like, sympathy or sometimes intellectual perspectives and stuff like that. Like, sometimes it's just like, all right, I can't. Mm-hmm. This is just too much. Yeah. yeah. 
It was a lot. It was it, a lot. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna stop talking about it and, and uh, lighten the mood a little bit. All right, so Beja Rodrigue, hi. Hi. <laughs> so I'm really <laughs> excited to have you on as a guest because uh, thank you. I'm excited to you know be here virtually with you. Guys. I know. <laughs> Appreciate that. You know what's so funny though? I actually enjoy doing this, like from my room. Yeah, yeah. it seems like you would really enjoy. <laughs> You know, I don't like to leave my house anyway like that. Yeah. I, I, I will if I have to, but this is this is cool for me. Like I'm <laughs> I'm dealing, I'm fine with this. Like this is totally it. chilling. Once I'm done, close the laptop, I'm gonna live wrong, smoke me some hookah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is what it is. I ain't gotta I'm get gonna do, it. I'm <laughs> I don't do nothing, I'm gonna lay down, baby. <laughs> yes. I'm literally on my bed right now. So all I gotta do Please is kick your legs up. <laughs> yeah, like it is what it is. Dude, so I'm asleep. I'm just really excited to talk to you about, you know, what you got going on. Just get to, we both want to ask you a lot of questions. Okay. We have a lot of questions. We want to know more about you. Okay, and well, we have, I'm have, sure our listeners would, would love to know. Yes, I'm here for it. Well, I'm excited to be here and, you know. Hi, girl. So, <clears throat> can you give us like a little briefing just for people who may not know you, like, a little a, a briefing of like your start in the music industry and sure. you know of course so i'm you know obviously we've said this all the time i'm beja um i am a r&b singer and songwriter out of atlanta georgia well east atlanta and um <laughs> <Look at> <laughs> and i have been doing music, doing music all my life but i started professionally when i was 12 with the OMG girls and Ooh. I was the OMG girl from 12 to like I had just turned 18 when we disbanded oh. and I've been a solo artist since 2015 um to now and it's just been really amazing for me I've had a really awesome career on my projects I've tried to top 10 on iTunes I've Here. you know been independently doing this by myself and it's been like really 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 fun just to like explore you know, my individuality. It's yeah, been yeah. really cool. It's been good to watch you grow into oh, your own self. Like, I love that. But I'm sure, how, how irritated do you get when people just refer to you as an OMG girl all the time, even still to this day, even though OMG girls ended how long ago? It, six years now, almost. Six years ago. Yeah. It, um, I mean, sometimes it gets frustrating, I, I think, but what I try to do and I think what I do a good job of is kind of separating myself from that particular brand. Like I don't really do a lot of bright colors, long yeah. hair, you know, the whole thing. My last project, I obviously had pink hair on that, but you yeah. know, like I've just kind of did a good job at establishing, I think who I am as an individual. And um, I mean, you know, when I'm out and about like people like, oh, like, you know, you're the OMG girl, but you know, I kind of think I embrace it a little bit, you know, cause it's still cool that like people still, I don't know, they're familiar with, with that part of my career. That was such an important part of my career. I mean, that really is what got me started doing my solo thing now. So, you know, I embrace it. And I mean, it annoys me sometimes for sure, for sure. But, you know, that just kind of makes me feel like, okay, I just got to go harder. You know what I'm saying? So people yes. really know. But I get more people who come up to me and be like, oh, you know, I love your songs. I love your music. Then yeah. I just be like, oh, you know, you own G girl. So it's like a good balance. <laughs> So I, um, I think can, that helps. Has um, Flo Millie contributed to that? 
Um, you know what? <laughs> you are so funny. What's, what's so funny is, is when she first put the song out, like my all my fans, they're like, oh, she said your name. She said your name. This might have been like a year ago or so. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, maybe like, yeah, two, like in 2019, but she might have put the song out a year prior. And I listened to it. I'm like, oh, okay, this is like dope. And then it's like crazy to just see her ascension into where she's going. I'm like, holy right. shit. Like, oh, I don't know if I could cuss her here. Oh, you can cuss, girl. Are we grown? You know, holy shit. Like, I can't believe that this is like, I, one, I'm glad that the first rapper who ever said my name is like a, just a boss bitch. You know, not like just some rapper who's trying to use my name for clout, you know? <laughs> no, nah, I mean, I think it's cool. I think it's cool. I think it's really cool. Like, it's yeah. just, it kind of is a testament to show, like, even just that whole era is just... Yeah, so impact. Cool. Yeah, you know, it's just still so, I guess, Listen, still. Asia, I don't even think that people realize, like, I don't, like, I don't even know if y'all realize it, but just how big it was, the big of an impact on G Girls were on, like, black kid oh yeah i definitely like, <laughs> listen like, too, now hold on yeah grown I, was, people too. I was very grown when um when gucci <laughs> oh for I used sure to be like, like we me and my co-worker we used to remix we'd be like good good <laughs> i'm not even gonna do it <laughs> we used to remix the song all the time and one time she had got a gucci bag we used to be like omg <laughs> <laughs> no i remember specifically like um this is i think this was the moment i was like okay like for real, for real, this is like some shit. Okay. Um, when Beyonce wrote that letter on Instagram. Yeah. Oh my gosh, the sweetest thing. She's I was like, it. wait a minute. At first, I'm, I had to read it like six times. I'm like, first of all, Beyonce had just got on Instagram. That was her. That's what I'm saying. Imagine how many times we read it. And then she's like, oh, y'all gave me my Instagram name. We was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> this is really Beyonce, you know? But I mean, I don't know like I, I just think it was just it's just cool to be a part of something like influential now I look at like Instagram culture and I see everybody with super long hair and it's super bright colored and I'm just like yeah. you know I remember when we first started doing that so many people would just be like oh they're too young or they're too grown or this is that and the third and it's like interesting just to see that shift of culture it was like you know we really were just like okay you know F it. We're going to be who we are. We're going to do our business. This is who we are. And, you know, I think it set us apart from everybody else. And I think even now when we see, like, just girl groups and different girl groups, you could still see that influence of trying to... I don't want to say, like, oh, with the color, like, we just created the color thing, but you could kind of just see that influence. I think... Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the the glitter, the stars, like, everything that was a part of y'all's image. Cause yeah. all I mean, you can go to like Greenbrier Mall, and that's what the little girls are looking like. Yeah, <laughs> like little. I, I, I still think even to this day, like little kid birthday parties, like the outfits, the tutus mm-hmm. with the colorful shirts, and like I remember, I like I'm sure it's Hot Topic probably sold six million fucking color hair pieces because of y'all. Oh, I ain't never is- seen so many girls mm-hmm. with like little colorful clippings. Even my nieces. Yeah, like, y'all everybody. paved the way for JoJo Siwa. You know? <laughs> <laughs> just knew how to damn, get everything. She got ice cream. Yeah, my niece, but she just had a whole JoJo Siwa party. I'm like, this looks like an OMG party. It's so funny. She's so young, she doesn't even remember it. She like, told who? me the other day, my niece was like, You're not famous. <gasps> oh my god. Nobody knows who you are. I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay she came girl. to my show. 
and she's like, oh my gosh, you're like really famous. I'm like, see, I'm really not that famous. But. <laughs> oh, Kids I think I was there that day too. Like, dang. Up it coming, up it coming. But I mean, you know, I think it's just cool. It's cool to be a part of something influential, something that allow, you know, young black kids to fully be themselves, you know, yeah. even just, you know, black kids, black girls, black kids who are a part of the LBGTQ community, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I think we gave a lot of people the courage to just be their, like, authentic self. I think when people see us, it's like, whoa, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. oh, this is so bright colored. But it was really cool to be a part of something like that. I really yeah, like, I know for me, like, I started, I, I've, I've always been, like, a, uh, I don't even like to use the word weird, because I feel like that's just, like, <laughs> retarded, but yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm definitely one of those people who always ha- was different. Yeah. So, like, even as an adult, a young adult, me being um, from the hood and still kind of being around okay. in the hood and mm-hmm. then I'm changing my hair color often. I'm getting like piercings. Like okay. I, I got my lip pierced in 12th grade and everybody looked at me like I was crazy because for one, who the hell get decided they lip pierced? Like that was not a thing. Not common, right. But um, I think that seeing like somebody on a, a larger scale doing stuff like colored hair and just like crazy outfits color lipstick y'all had like glitter lipstick yeah (laughs) just to see that just to see that it was black kids doing that and then the fact it's making other people kind of be more open-minded to it yeah that really helped with people like me because it's just like damn like i don't have to be because people always associated like my piercings and color hair and stuff like that to uh trying to be white Mm -hmm. but i'm like realistically if y'all actually did y'all damn research, I mean, y'all didn't realize that gauges and piercings in the nose is like African inspired. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. <laughs> straight out of Africa, like, you know, like is that not the thing? Like, even down to like tattoos and um, even like like that's why I I think I have a different outlook on body art and just um yeah. modifications as a whole because even people always down in like uh, people with face tats and like tattoos all over their body but realistically yeah. if you just look at pictures of like traditional African tribes they have that they have a lot of different lines and all type of stuff on their face yeah, they paint exactly. lines they getting tattooed on their backs their arms like yeah. this is all traced back to Africa even down to gold teeth. Yeah, so it's like, but you know, we st- we live in the South as it is, so it's like people are so one sided and they stuck yeah. in their way. So when they see somebody doing something different, I mean, like even down to a fucking foxtail, my uncle was just like looking at me like I fucking killed the animal. Mind you, it was red. I'm like, what animal got a red tail? <laughs> Fake. But he was just like, you wearing an animal on your body? Like, what's happening over here? You know, so. <laughs> Yeah, it was a lot going on, but yeah, just to see that, just to see y'all having like an image that was different from what yeah black girls because it you know it wasn't normal. I love that. I yeah, love I, I, I and I think now it helps me too with just finding my individuality even even now because it's like okay, I'm not really a fan of like just doing colored hair and all of this. Yeah. How can I still establish? my individuality my lane as an artist without the color hair and i think that has probably been in my solo career that might have been the most like the biggest thing i think for me it's like just bouncing back and forth between that some days i want to do it some days i don't 
Yeah. But, you know, my album coming out and everything, I'm just like, okay, I want to completely strip down and just give people, like, real good R&B music and from a girl who, you know what I'm saying, looks like your friend. Like, I feel like I'm really just like your homegirl down the street who could sing. Like, I'm talking about, you know, relatable topics. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think a lot of people really gravitate towards that, you know, with me. Okay. Well, we're going to leave the OMG, uh, the OMG topic alone now. You know, we, we definitely... I love alone now. <laughs> we're going to leave it alone now, just because I know that, you know, you moved past it, but I did want to just kind of touch on Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's totally fine. I, you know, that was such a good era in my life. Oh, listen. Still listen. <laughs> OMG Girls was a cultural reset. Let me tell you something. Boy, Silver still gets played. Oh. Um, in this thing. Oh, thank you. Okay. We appreciate the streams. <laughs> Daddy, you <laughs> just play in this thing, okay? We so appreciate I love, yeah, OMG Girls for forever be in my heart, okay? Oh, anyway. thank you. I have a question. Do you do you ever feel like you wish you would have started your career, like, at an older age? Like, do you ever think you might have got been famous too soon? And, like, you since you've changed so much since then, like, has it really made you want to, like, oh, if I would have just, you know, did this uh-huh. I mean, sometimes I think about it. I'm like, damn, like, what if, you know what I'm saying? I would have started later on in my career. But I, I kind of, you know, don't regret starting out so early because it's so much that I learned that people my age are just learning for the first time right now, just with contracts, agreements, my publishing, my royalties, you know, just things on the back end that I think a lot of artists don't pay attention to. You know what I'm saying? And I just learned so many lessons there. And I mean, I'm so grateful for my auntie Tamika, you know, she taught me just so many lessons about just keeping my publishing, keeping ownership of what, you know, I create, what we create, you know, she never put us in a situation where anybody was allowed to even touch our publishing. And, um, you know, I just think that's so important. It's like, I look at certain artists and, you know, the stuff that they're going through with like contracts and, you know, having like a conflict of interest with people working on the team and, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. And I'm just grateful to have you know, started my career earlier so mm-hmm. I could kind of get rid of all of that stuff early on because now I feel like seasoned, you know? Yeah, you had, like, a, you, you had know, a solid foundation too. So you that you actually, yeah, you, that was a good little privilege to uh, be a part of. Yeah, it was, I mean, you know, it, it was just, it's like, I definitely think sometimes like, what if I did get famous? I don't want to say famous, but what if I did I know get recognition? you know, for what I'm doing later on in my life. But I think the early recognition was good because it put me in the industry at an early age and allowed me to learn lessons that I don't think people even learn at my age or older. Yeah. You know? So that's that was a, a really cool thing about it. You're right. Y'all have a really uh, strong fan base. Yeah. I still be coming across fan pages. I'm like, wow. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. It's, it's surprising to me, too. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Ever... Mm-hmm. No, nah, I was just saying they definitely do have like really strong. Yeah, especially like the relationship pages and stuff. I'm like, wow, okay. <laughs> <laughs> do you, um, do you ever like, because I, I see a lot of artists do this a lot, or just any celebrity in general. Like, do you ever search yourself and see what people are saying about you? Um, if I have something new coming out, like, okay, true, a, true. like an EP or something like that, I, I, I don't, I kind of just don't search, like, if I'm not really having anything going on, but if I'm having, like, a project coming out or a song coming out or something, 
Like, I'll just go search my name and just see what's being said. But it's mostly nice things for the most Good. part. Good, okay. Girl, let me tell you something. I couldn't do it. I can't, I can't handle, like, I think that I can handle criticism as long as it's, like, from people who opinion I value and, yeah. or, like, some people that are genuinely giving constructive criticism. They're not just, like, bashing me just Like to, a troll. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm okay with the constructive criticism. Like, if you, like, just tell me in a certain way but i know that's not realistic when dealing with people so i don't yeah. think i can't like i would not be able to handle that like just oh my god oh, like, when i was younger i used to go off like when i was younger and you know back to my younger the teenager you know when i was a teenager on twitter i would just you know i mean i was kind of just the one on twitter who like I, I thought it was funny like you know i'm just like y'all really like are saying y'all going to beat my ass over these like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah. that's how I used to feel. So I just used to, like, be trolling. Like, I'll be on there and be trolling, you know, and all the fans, like, ah, she be on there, she be talking too much. I'm just like, this is entertainment. So Jeez, that was me funny. over Bow Wow. Yeah, oh. I mean, I just I just thought it was funny. Like, I'm just like, dang, this is, you know, I remember being like, this about Bow Wow Sierra. And now, you know what I'm saying? They being Listen, like, you know, I hate to bring this up all the time, but Alicia fought me over Bow Wow one time. At the okay. Bus I actually fought a few people over Bow Wow. And that's okay, it. But it was me. Like, you really fought me. I fought Frank, too. Huh? I fought Frank, too. Rest in peace of Frank. Oh, my God. Like, I, listen, girl, I used to be like, no, yes, like, I didn't play. It wasn't even like a, it wasn't even like a little fight. Like she, like we got into a real life fist fight at the. You want to fight? I want to tussle. What's good? I in, front my mama, baby. in front of her mama. She Listen, she I used to like how you said how girl, how fans might have been with you over like other industry dudes. I was like, I hate, I hate this person. I hate who bow day. I hate her. I Sierra. hate her. I hate everybody. I'm like, now mind you, I'm some, I'm this poor sixteen year old girl living in a hood. I couldn't even say it was. We wasn't even sixteen, back. girl. We was in like sixth grade. <laughs> I, was, I don't remember. My obsession for Bow Wow lasted almost a lifetime. So you know, yeah. I'm, I'm in a mature place now. But I used to, I used to really be convinced. Like you yeah. can't handle girlfriend. Yeah, that's so terrible. Do you, do you feel? And maybe I should um to ask you that. Do you feel like being in the industry young or just being in the industry in general? Do you think that, um, that it hurts people's career or either make them look bad when they go public with relationships sometimes? Um, I think that it, 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 it could, if it's like, you're constantly doing it because, you know, when I was younger, like, you know, my little high school boyfriends and stuff, I might put like it, like my fans, they remember, you know what I'm saying? Like some of my teenage exes, I would really say high school, but I didn't go to high school with these people, but they remember like, you know, my like, exes that I've had or like really they just remember one ex in particular but oh, the bottom line is is that I'm very with my relationships and <laughs> I'm very private like I had a, a whole boyfriend and, and nobody ever knew you know what I'm saying on the internet and I think it's cool to come out and you know post about your relationship if it's something that you feel like is real and is gonna last like you know, after my last public relationship, you know, I was just like, okay, I'm never going to post anybody else again. If I have a boyfriend or if I'm talking to somebody, I'm just not going to post. I'm not going to say anything. And so, you know, my boyfriend now, this was like the first time that I had ever posted anybody. I mean, in years, maybe like six years, seven years, you know, like, so it's just, 
interesting because now we have like a fan page and fan pages and people are really into it but him and I are just so private like we're not like oh let's take a picture and post it or yeah, like, yeah. you know so I, I think it's just depending y'all not on giving y'all not giving YouTube couple exactly yeah. you know, <laughs> he barely even posts like he don't really have no posts so it's like yeah and it's like we were talking about doing the YouTube thing and he's like you know, we could do it, but it's like, I guess our take on it would be more of a cooler take. Like, we're not going to sit here and do pranks and the whole not because we actually do industry stuff. So I think it'll be cool for people to see how, you know, he's a producer, I'm a singer, I'm a songwriter, and how the industry and all that stuff just plays into the relationship that we have. Because I met him five years ago, yeah. you know, and in September we'll be dating for two years. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So, you know, I, I've known him for quite some time, but I say all that to say that I don't really think it hinders. And in fact, like when I look at somebody like G Herbo and Ari or, you know, like just people who are in relationships, it kind of seems like people are into that. Like people like They're obsessed with it. I think it's way it's worse. Not worse, but it's like way more impactful now. And I think it comes with like that social media influencer. Like, yeah, it does. Yeah. People are fans of the girls now. Like when yeah. we were growing up, it used to be like, how she with my man? How my man? Now it's like, girlfriend. Listen, Jada, Jada was like popping before she dated Lil Baby, but once yeah. she started dating him, she has she has become like a major thing. Her own brand. Yeah. yeah. I ain't mad at it. I ain't gonna lie to you. I mean, I I'm not mad at it either. Honestly, I think it's I think it's cool, especially if you have like a business mindset and you're able to kind of make it your own empire. Like I commend the Instagram girls for the looks that they give. You know, people feel like it's not like a real job but it is like a job to consistently they don't know how much they get paid it's a good it's but it's a hard job to consistently create content even for somebody like me you know what i'm saying like i don't consistently just let me get dressed up let me throw on a wig let me do a photo shoot yeah you know yeah. like so i commend them for doing that because these girls be moms and be throwing that wig on that makeup on that fit and be getting looks like yeah. no for real it's like ain't we in quarantine yeah, they genuinely enjoy it. I think that's uh -huh. what it is. I think that because for me too, like, I feel like um, a lot of stuff that I used to do on social media before, but um, that I don't do as much now, um, people always look for me for that. They're like, dang, I remember you used to post this type of stuff, this type of stuff, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, blah. I retire from I don't that. even have the energy to put no clothes me on. Me either. Like, me either. I don't even keep my look at my hair. Look, can I post in the hoodie? You should like, like but you know what though, honestly, I'm getting back into it. I Me think that, I think that I really wanna um really, really tap into this YouTube thing. I feel like yeah. it's a lot of stuff that people want to know about me. And then it's a lot of stuff that I just kind of want to share because I feel like the industry, as far as like the beauty world is missing so much. I watch so many people online just become so unprofessional and yeah. things that are just not cool. And then like, even with just the, um, small stuff like sanitation like the way that they keep their kits and I, like i i cringe like i don't care about if your room is messy like i get it like you have days when your room is messy whatever case right. but when it comes to something that you're working with like your work tools you're dealing with people you, other people like your room you got to deal with that every day yeah. but i i just don't feel right putting 
touching d- dirty brushes or dirty makeup and and bringing it around my clients, especially people who are high profile, not that just separated, but even people in general, because some people yeah. are just germaphobes. Like, yeah. I think about that. Like, I look at people's pictures, I'm like, oh my God, they brushes is dirty as fuck. Like, look yeah. at them. They powders is just spilled all over their bag. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I just feel like I, I need to just tap into that market and and I think you should. Yeah. I think you should. I think that you're a very interesting person. You know, you've been interesting <laughs> to me since I was a freshman in high school. That's when oh I first met you. I was 14. I was yes. like, this guy is so cool. Mind you, I had already been seeing you like just on media takeout. We used to go viral and stuff. Oh so this God. is like actually meeting you. I'm like, that Baby, you want to know so, so something cool. so crazy? I wish I could find all that stuff because I don't, people don't know that side of me, but I used to live on media takeout yes you did and i was like that little kid who was on every little internet box and i used to be on that too mm. media takeout what was it nicole bitchy nicole bitchy yeah um, uh uh concrete loop oh um yeah it was like grape juice or the grapevine or something the, like the that. grape juice is still out Oh yeah, they kind of do it. They they kind of did like a nice little. They they sustain, but media yeah. takeout is done. They're yeah, over. I used to love rap up too. Rap up was my favorite because I used to oh, yeah. like the new music. Now you can download it straight from rap up. Like I used to love that. Uh, I'm a lipstick alley kind of girl. Oh, oh Missy. Oh, that's what a TV at. When I can't figure you know something, what? I said I know lipstick alley. No, let me go and look. You know what? I be on Lipstick Alley too. Like, if I really want to know something, though, I gotta really want to know. Listen, and you gonna find out, okay? Yeah. <laughs> you, so I be like, how y'all know this? People be taking these cases personal. Like, yeah. I'm like, they, do. Okay. they really do. It's crazy. So, uh, you got questions? No, you got a question. I do. You do. <laughs> so, um. Well, for one, somebody has a birthday coming up on Sunday. I do. How are you um, going to celebrate, girl? Because I'm really... going to Orlando. I got a house out there. Okay. Like me and just a few of my friends. So we're probably just going to chill. We might have somebody come cook and like get dressed up and just, you know, be lit. There you go. But that's Thanks really all we have planned for the most part. Okay. Well, happy early birthday. Thank you. I'm turning 24. It's okay. I know it's like a real grown adult. That's how I feel like real. Yes, your Kobe year, I love it. Um, so as far as your music now, mm-hmm. what can people expect from your new music that's coming out? And is how is it different from the music that you already have out? Um, I think people can expect more of a personal feel with this particular. Pro- well, this is my album. So oh. I pretty much recorded all of these songs myself. I've engineered them. I've wrote them. Um, oh. And I think that that's the difference this time around. I think that people are really going to be able to hear what it sounds like when I'm in a room just with me, you yeah. know? And I mean, I've gotten songs from other like songwriters and stuff. I've been cutting those too, but a lot of my favorite songs are songs that I've written and recorded. And I just think people are, are going to really get like a modern R&B feel. Like, I feel like I definitely kept it more R&B this time and not like that sing rap r&b thing that everybody's kind of doing which i'm not knocking at all because i've had a whole project where i'm doing the same thing so i'm not knocking it but i think this time around i just got back to my roots i got back to really singing really you know just talking how i normally talk i think my fans are really really going to be excited just about what i'm bringing and really just the overall rollout with this album um i think people are really gonna 
be surprised and like amazed at you know just the music I have coming I think it's really personal it's super R&B based it sounds really really good and I just think that people get to actually hear me and feel me and I'm excited yeah I think that people um people bash like modern R&B so much these days because they're so on the 90s sound and which I get because I understand the difference. You know, I feel like in the mm-hmm. 90s, people did more like ballads and the the vocals on the songs were like really strong. Yeah, just run. Yeah, but I really do appreciate just the, the current state of R&B just because I feel like it's relatable to what's... Relatable to like the group of people that are listening to that music. Right. You know? And like right. it's something that people can relate to. Even me sometimes, like I definitely can relate to um a lot of the music that's out right now. And the tone of it is is it's not so just like I'm screaming it at you and I'm yeah. you know what I'm saying like it is it's like you feel it, but you know, you know, you ain't because I feel like the difference between the R and B now and in the nineties is just that um the sound, I guess you could say, theirs mm-hmm. was like like you're gonna feel this passion in my fucking yeah. voice. I'm about to I'm a you gonna feel that. But I feel like now it's like more straight to the point. Like the songs are shorter. Like people aren't doing really long songs no more. Like anything yeah. over three and a half minutes is it almost feel like too long. And I'm that's crazy to me because like that's what I'd be expecting. Yeah. <laughs> I be expecting that too sometimes. But even like I th- I was listening to somebody recently and they had like a four minute and four and a half minute song and I'm like it's not long like it's still long I think it's like a lot of times people who listen to 90s R&B when it was first dropping kind of forget that the people who are doing R&B right now that is like what we came up on and I think that music over time it just it changes and evolves so much the r&b the 90s r&b that we're hearing is not the same r&b that they were doing in the 80s you know it wasn't the same r&b that they were doing in the 90s so i think that it's like we have a constant evolution of music throughout you know the years throughout the 70s 80s 90s 2000s and and i think it's going to be a different wave that comes to the forefront and that's going to make us feel like what it is I don't know about you. Know, you know, know what that is. 2050 is going to be like, <laughs> <laughs> I love you. <laughs> what kind of SpongeBob shit is that? <laughs> no, I just hate when people be like, I don't like this new music. It's like, shut up. <laughs> like, it's it's not supposed to sound the same. But then when it sounds the same, y'all going to be like, I'm so sorry. She's trying to be like this person. Or, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely a struggle. But I think that's just like, every artist came and made their own lane and did their own thing. And then I feel like we have people like Summer Walkers, like the Hers, Janae, and, you know, um, LMA, and, like, girls who really can sing, but it's still their style. And I think that's now, everything is not like, oh, you have a label behind you and they give you these records and you're doing it. You have this whole, like, uh, generic image whereas now these girls are really coming to the forefront well I don't want to say girls but these women are really coming to the forefront like hey this is me you know this is who I am this is the type of music I make this is how I want to look this is how I want to sound and it works I think people like and just women in general like we don't want to see the 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 same thing the same mold of a person you know I think we have so many different options of just artists not even just female r&b artists but male r&b artists you know stuff like that i think people have so many different choices to 
choose from out here. And I think people like that. They like feeling like I, I got this underground artist that don't nobody know about it but me, you yeah. know, and like they're cool. People like that. Yeah, I agree. I think that that comes, I always say stuff like that. I think things have become more accepting to be different because of like social media, because yeah. now artists are on the internet. They're showing who they truly are. And people, you know, we're in an era where we want everything and everybody to be accepted. So it's like, you don't have to fit this cookie cutter type. Like you can be like, you see Summer Walker, you don't really think you don't, and she started singing. You're like, Hello now. Yeah. Then you find out she dances. She just doesn't really like meet the the mold or what you would expect if you read about her on paper. Like, but she's right. extremely talented. And people probably back in the day would have told her she didn't have the look to be an R and B singer. But yeah, oh, of course. Oh yeah, I mean that de- de- definitely. You know, but it's like now I think the whole oh you don't have a look like I just think that is like no so such thing. obsolete at this point because we have such a wide variety of just. People, like even somebody like Lizzo like for me Lizzo winning was important you know like to yes. me Normani being a dark skin girl in pop music is important for me especially because Britney Spears is who inspired me to sing you know like I just think imagine if I would have had a Normani you know what I'm saying at that age in pop music when I liked when I started liking music in general you know so I just feel like certain people just have to win in certain spaces because of certain doors that have to be broken down like you know I feel like you know the last pop girl black pop girl to me was like what I mean Nivea or something like I don't know you know what I'm saying like it's like now it's like they don't even want to put black women and men in the pop category because why can't black people make pop music and it's a lot of artists like her who do make pop music but they won't put them in that category um because i honestly think that lizzo is a pop star like i don't she really consider her I a, agree. a rapper yeah. or an r&b singer but she keeps getting awards in like r&b categories and hip-hop categories and she's getting nominated and it's not that i'm trying to discredit her for that but i just feel like her style and like just her image and just her as a whole person it just gives me pop music but yeah it does but it's, make up categories and stuff like contemporary r&b yeah. like, what the fuck is that like, you just pop and r&b well, see, like pop is just short for popular music you know and it's like yeah. i think when we look at pop it's like they made pop seem like it's just this all-white genre. You have pop and then you have urban. And yeah. pop is like the white people, urban is like the black people. And I just think that, you know, if she was a white, big artist, you know, fat white artist, female, she would be like, um, who was that girl? Megan Trainer. Like, you know, yeah. pop star. You know, like oh, Megan. I pop. love you me some Megan Trainer, honey. Yeah, and I love Megan Trainer too, not to put, not to, you know, put her down. Well, no, I know what you mean. Like, it's comparable. Yeah, and I, I just think it's just, that's, like, the point that we're at in the industry now where we're fighting to be recognized for the music that we actually make. Pop music is popular music. It's, it's yeah. music that is popular. You know, y'all, they have turned it into a genre, but at the end of the day, you know, Lizzo is making pop music because it's popular. And Lil Nas X. Uh, pop music, for sure. Music. You know, Isn't he, that he, what Tyler, the creator, was talking about? Was that the Grammys? Yeah. Well, he was talking about being considered like alternative or something like that. I can't even remember. Yeah, they yeah, keep because the thing is they won't even. It's like y'all doing everything y'all will not to put these black people in these categories, but yeah. this is just what it is. Like you can't keep making up categories talking about alternative R and B, contemporary R and B, da da da. Like, it's either R and B pop, like yeah, they keep making stuff alternative. up. Alternative. Well, my alternative R and B is gospel, so <laughs> can I alternate <laughs> between? Like, exactly. <laughs> 
It's so terrible. I want to know, okay, so when we were talking about, um, like you would mention earlier, like even with the Megan thing, like when you are what's hot, like people gravitate towards you, they want to be your friend. Yeah. Like, do you feel like, like as you became a solo artist, do you feel like people like, did it like would they try to like gravitate away from you? Do they feel like oh she's doing something else now? Like I, like clout chasing and they kind of I don't know. And what am I trying to say? Basically, like did you lose friends as you started becoming independent? Like an independent? Um, I definitely did. And and I, when I say lose friends, I don't even think it was losing friends. But I think at that point in my life, I was just in this period of like self exploration, right? And so you start finding different people to be friends with, different people to link with and be cool with. And, you know, I definitely think some of my friendships changed. I don't think that I lost them, but I think the dynamic of the friendship changed. And I and I actually gained new friendships when I did, you know, go solo and start branching out on my own. Like, pretty much my whole team, they're all my best friends, you know? Like, it's Bree, Kyron, and Damar, and I met all of them I mean, I met Brie while I was still in the group, but Kyron and Damar, I met them when I was out of the group, you know? And it's just, like, interesting to see kind of how, like, when one door shuts, another opens, and you find people who align with your vision and who really, you know, just love you and believe in you. Not saying that my previous friends didn't or anything, but I just think the dynamic of certain friendships definitely change when you're trying to figure out like who you are and like just your place in this world you know and it was like post omg girls it's like okay who the fuck am i and where do i really belong you know and i kind of just i guess just wiggled my way in there and found my own way (laughs) yeah that was very well said i when i whenever i talk about like friends that i've had in my like I'll say like my high school years and then yeah. like college and now like I didn't really lose them as a friend but my interests changed I changed like I learned more things I started getting exposed to more things yeah and we're still cool but like what I have going on right now is not really their like wheelhouse so it's just you know this is what this is just a part of natural growth right yeah. and I think that one of my biggest pet peeves is when people don't grow like they intentionally try to be that person like I don't like hearing people say oh I'm still the same person from so and so and in my head I'm like that's not a good thing because yeah, if, you, if you saying that you were just you still the same person that you were from high school like in certain aspects I get it but realistically like you should want to like if, like venture out yeah. and it took me I think something that really helped me to just kind of like look at the world different and just want to explore things new things try new things was traveling like I ended up Um, when I got enough money to travel on my own, I just literally booked tickets to like New York, LA, just places that I always saw on TV that I've never been to. And I wanted to experience it on my own because I didn't want to like have people around me. That's like, Oh, let's do it this way. Let's go this place. Let's go this place. I want to experience it for myself. Yeah. I want to see it. And I want to just form my own opinion about stuff. Like that's, I I always say that, like I, I love doing stuff alone just because I like the, you know, the comfort of just figuring out stuff on my own instead right. of having, like, so many people. Traveling will do that. Life. It changed my life. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. It makes you look at stuff different because... It does. Especially just going in to the West Coast and up north, you can see, like, the mindset of people is very different from people in the it South. Because we have, like... We were just taught so much stuff that was different from what, like, it just seems like they're more free, especially out on the West Coast. Everybody's out there more free. Wait, Bobby. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I I totally agree. 
and especially when you go to a different country it's just like so weird because and it's i don't know the the right way to like interpret this but i always think like okay i always use iceland for an example because that's like the furthest i've ever traveled by myself wow. but when i was in iceland i'm like wow there is life is happening in this country and there's like life in america it's all happening at the same time but it's like just so completely different like the environment like even like the crime the, the type of things that they deal with the day-to-day the nature it's just like this is god you did that that's crazy. <laughs> I did that, honey. That's crazy. Oh my god! He made some. He made some glaciers. Come on, we don't got it on the west side. Oh my! <laughs> <laughs> we got some cold shoulders on the west side. That's close enough. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> so, um, kind of double going back to what we were talking about earlier about inspiration. Who were uh-huh. your inspirations? As um, your musical inspirations. Musical inspirations, Brandy Monica, hands down. Talk to that I always name. Oh, and Aaliyah. Oh, for sure. You know, Monica, my cousin. Dream team, teenagers <laughs> in the 90s. Um, I love Faith Evans. I think she's a really big oh, influence yes. on me. Britney Spears, big influence. Um, when I first ever started doing runs, I was listening to Keisha Cole. Come Keisha on. Cole is an influence of mine. Um, I'm just like thinking Lauren Hill, Mary J. Blige, like Beyonce, of course. Like my mom used to love her. Really, Destiny's Child. Yeah. Um, pretty much anybody my mom played in the car. SWV Seven Hundred Two, um, Black. Yeah. Uh, well, you know what? I don't feel like people give Black enough credit. That's a that's a good shout out. I, 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 I literally know the intros and outros on their album. Like <laughs> yeah, I used they, to they, stand they, Black. I know my mom. That white C, the white CD. With the, yeah. with the colorful right. Yeah. <laughs> Listen. Yeah, that was it. And um, I mean, yeah, just 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 black women in general, I think, yeah. are my inspirations. Um, Period. You know, I just I'm just amazed at you know what black women have just done with the whole entire genre of music, what they've contributed. I love learning about like past women in this industry and like how they may have influenced me without really me even really knowing it you know so it's 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 definitely a journey but like those are kind of just the few that I could just name off the top of my head um but you know black women is my ministry and I love it I love hearing you know the music that comes from black women and just the perspectives the points um, the things that they would talk about, like it was just really amazing for me growing up and hearing all of that. Yeah, even still to this day, I think. Yeah, I'm it's amazing. Still, you know. Um, go. No, you go. I got a car. Okay, I'm gonna go. So, <laughs> I have a question. So, for me, um, I listen to a lot of podcasts, right? A lot. And sometimes, what I have to make sure I don't do is when I listen to other podcasts, like not start like comparing it to this podcast yeah. like i don't ever want to be like dang they did that why would you think of that or why i just do that but when you're writing or when you're making music in general do you feel like you kind of have to just like not even listen to other stuff to kind of zone in yeah yeah i'll take a break sometimes i like to keep myself current just to know like what my peers are doing i feel like it's important for me to still be a fan of my peers and still listen and still engage but i definitely when i'm recording a project i definitely try to kind of shut my ears a little bit to just new r&b music just to kind of make sure i'm not sounding like anybody really i think that's my biggest reason for doing so not like oh because i don't want to hear it but Really just because I don't want it to sound similar. Like, yeah, I, you don't I, want it to skew what you're about to put out, yeah. I think when people hear my music, they're not really able to compare me to 
anybody else that's out. And and I, I like that. And I think it just comes from me not listening to other R&B singers who are my age and in my age group and my, you know, peer of, you know, industry people, you know, like, I, I think it's important for me to kind of shut my ears to that and just like create something really authentic and organic you know, without the influence of other, like, sounds or people's sounds. Yeah, I can imagine that. And I, I'm the same way. Like, I, I just think, like, even when it comes to the podcast, and it's, like, certain segments, you don't want to use certain words because they're going to be like, she got there from such and such. Right. Yeah. I mean, and it's, it's possible that multiple people can have the same idea or the same style, but it's easy for people who have a huge platform to sound like, oh, you, you copied or you try to sound right. like such and such. Right. I struggle with that now. I feel like with, um, with makeup, <laughs> when I first started, uh, my style of makeup was very different. Like nobody would really wear what I would do. And that's why I would do it on myself a lot because it was just like, this is the, you know, my creative side and what I have in my head. And of course, nobody, you know, a lot of people didn't wear stuff like that. It was like more. Yeah, natural. Of course. yeah. So I had a lot of people in my ear telling me, you know, you would never, I mean, literally verbatim, you would never get booked in, like this. Like you can't be posting this type of stuff because, like nobody's on a book you don't nobody want these bright colors and lines and color wow. contacts and all this other stuff like nobody's gonna book you for that and wow. now if you look at what's going on in the media or just like uh people that are getting booked for brands like CoverGirl and um people who are like go- going viral on youtube making so much money the looks that they're doing like these yeah. cut creases the colors and it's all stuff that you would stuff do. like that this is i'm like damn like if only I would have just not listened to what was going on around me or trying to fit in just because I felt like that was the right thing to do. I could have, right. you know, that could have been me. Right. And I still, and, and that's why I said I really have to just kind of, I feel like that's why I want to use YouTube and just like, um, to just get back to who I was. For right. Real. Like I feel like that'll give me, um, some room to play and just be creative and just use what I got, you know. I think so, too. I think so, too. I think the YouTube route is a really dope route to go, especially if you want to just express yourself, because I think there's so many different communities on there, people, and just people who ain't a part of no community who just like different stuff. Like just here to have, par- think- have fun. Right. <laughs> I'm just here to party. Me. Um, I don't think I have... I don't know. I can't think of no more questions that I had. Do you have any more? Um, yeah, I do actually I have some um some random questions. So have you um ever been on like a really bad date? <laughs> uh, yeah, I actually have been. I, I knew it was gonna be a bad date when he picked me up because my mom saw him and she was like, No. Like she had texted what? She was like, Yeah, this needs to be like the first and last date. I'm like, Okay. But then it was just it was weird. It was like he had his like hair pressed out or something and he came way to like my house in Lithonia to pick me up, but it was just like I don't know. Wait a minute, he had a press out. It was like a press out blowout kind of. Oh my god, I just I'm so embarrassed. I even did. I was like about this. I'm just like I just couldn't believe that I even ever went on this date. But it it wasn't like we went to see a movie, and it wasn't like it was bad. It wasn't really memorable. Y'all went to Stonecrest. No, we went to Atlantic Station, and okay. I did, this was back when I really used to be nervous about going on dates. I okay. never used to go on dates because I used to always feel like I'm gonna run into somebody I know, and I don't feel like explaining 
you know, oh, hey, this you know what I'm saying? Like, so I was just like, nah, but that's probably the worst date I've ever been on. That, and one time I went on this date with this boy, his friend was there, and the friend told me I needed proactive because I had like a bump. <laughs> he needed to go home. Oh my God. Deja. He would have got drugged. Oh my God. I was like, just, I had just turned 16. Like, I didn't even know what to say. I was like, okay. He just was trying to be like, funny because he knew who you were. That's what that was. I guess he was trying to embarrass me, but it still didn't work because I was on a friend with his date. I mean, I was on a date with his friend, so. <laughs> you was on a friend with his date. Okay, got it. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, um, do you, is there anything that you, uh, that you did, like, when you were, uh, like, in the, maybe the height of your uh, teenage years that you wish you could redo, like, maybe something you experienced, like, while you were in the girl group? Hmm. I mean, if anything, probably, like, just the, the touring, like, shows, that used to be really fun. Like, it's really, I don't know. They they say, doctors say being on stage is, like, 10 times more addicting than, like, morphine, you know? It's, oh, like, wow. this big adrenaline rush, you know, and you just connect with so many people at one time. I think that would be, like, the one thing that I wish I could relive, like, just that energy. Like, I don't think, there's a, there isn't a better crowd than kids, like they're gonna go up kids are gonna go up i was a kid back then we was all kids but kids (laughs) they gonna go up period they be passionate yeah honey let me tell you i'm performing with my back my back turned to the camera child i mean (laughs) speaking of touring right you see how like all these um these groups are like doing reunion tours like b2k and all this other group do you think do you think that OMG girls would do some shit like that, like a tour with like like a like an old screen tour, so like mindless behavior. OMG girls, do you think that y'all would do that? Right now, no, probably not. I don't, I don't really foresee it. I mean, not yeah. saying like I'm against it or anything. I just don't really see that happening. But I mean, I don't think any of us are opposed to it. But okay. You know, It'll probably I, take time, like the millennial tour. The millennial yeah, tour. Yeah, like I think it's just you know when you're in a group and, and and you go through a breakup, it's just so many different like you know things happen. And not saying that we're not cool or anything, but I think because all of us have been individuals, all of us have. Sorry, my mom let my dog in here. <laughs> because all of us are you know individuals now, I think coming back together and being a unit because we haven't been a unit for so long, we definitely would just have to like figure out that dynamic again, you know, and it, I don't know. I I think it would be interesting to see. I would love to see it, but we just have to like see. I think it would be cool to entertain though. If y'all do it, I'm going to be so extra and just get, like, T-shirts made with yes. girls on it. I'm getting Yes, hacked. they need to say airbrush I'm, and be like, period. you girls. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get an airbrush on the hat. I'm going to have posters. <laughs> I love posters. I'm going to do everything. <laughs> so, um, is there anything that you want to do outside of music? Like, any business ventures or just any kind of hobbies that you have that you really feel like you wish you could dedicate more time to? Yeah, um, I mean, for me, I really, really am into, like, just the business side of music. I eventually want to start my own label. I've always said I want my own girl group. Um, I really have said I want to do, like, singing lessons and stuff like that. Um, Mm. And actually, I want to write a book. 
I'm gonna start Ooh. writing while oh I'm gonna start writing my book once my album comes out but like I'm gonna write a book and like I really like to read so I think being an author for me would be like the next step but I mean that's really it like just being an author being like a a real CEO I mean I'm already a CEO of my sure. business but like just a CEO and really like helping other people's careers I think that's something that later in my life I would really dedicate my time to is just helping other people's dreams come true and like coming up with a label where I could protect my artists like I would give them good deals and not you know fuck them over in the paperwork and just kind of prepare them for where they're about to go so that's like one of my a few of my goals yeah if you do the book can you make sure it's on audiobook because I have a short attention span so I need to listen to it okay I'm gonna be reading it <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah can you just read it just you know no i'm just playing. i'm gonna read it i'm gonna read it <laughs> i don't think we're gonna hold you we're not gonna hold you for too much longer okay. before we go we do want to um go ahead and have you talk about your black business that you wanted to talk about yes okay <laughs> so my black business that i really really love and support she's a black girl her business is called ice cream rolls <gasps> yes! Green. Yes. Yeah, I, I I went and I visited her um her ice cream shop and it was just her family and just you know her whole thing that she has going on. It was just like really inspirational, I guess, to see like another black female who's like around my age, kind of like having this business and and really running it. You know, so I think if you're in Atlanta and you're in your underground, you definitely should go to Ice Cream Rolls. They have the roll up ice cream. And it's cheap. It's cheap. It's a good price. That's why I like it. You know, people always think Black-owned means overpriced. And it really doesn't always mean that. You know, you just have to find, like, people who are really serious about their business. But the ice cream's amazing. And the whole ambiance at her shop is awesome. I'm I sure this shirt's going go because this girl is obsessed with ice cream. She eats ice cream every day. I love ice cream. But what's funny is I was just talking about this place in my group chat with my cousins. Wow. And I think the owner, she went to Doug and she went to Clark Atlanta. Like, this is, like, yeah. very Black-owned. And they have that swing in there. Listen, yep. and it's, it's I put pictures in there. I loved it. Her mom, I think her mom was in there when I, she, she was in there. Her mom was in there. It was like, come back and see us. I was going to do my niece's little birthday party there. Yes. It's so cute. Oh, that's but, so cute. Yes, it's so okay. cute. It's so cute. Now, is it upstairs from underground or is it like in there? It's like upstairs. So you park on like the side of the street and then you just like walk. Like, okay, so, so I was trying to think about how to do it. Well, basically Uber. Gotcha. Yeah, Uber. Because yeah. you know how, how downtown is over there. Oh, you got to go. I'm about to go when they I open. But it. I, it's, it's literally on my list. When you said that's why I got yeah. it. So I'm like, oh. Go on a weekday. Okay. So it's like chill. Maybe I'll go Thursday. Yeah. Yes. Okay, ice cream rolls. I'm going to tag the information in the episode notes. Thank you for shouting them out. Because I, no it's just so funny you just said. I kid you not. Yeah, she's, she's dope. She's really cool. They have a peach bellini ice mm. cream with like the the alcohol in it and it's like real peaches and she rolls it it's so good say less mm-hmm. <laughs> no that's exciting okay cool thank you i'm yeah yes. I mean, girl, you, you got me excited like I, like I can go right now <laughs> she closes at six. Oh no i'm i'm in the house i, I just got some ice cream from Publix. <clears throat> right yes. <laughs> i love the talenti uh gelato i think it's so Ooh, good you know um so i got the jenny's have you been to jenny's before um, I haven't been to Jenny's, but my brother was telling me like it was really good. 
they sell it in the store. It's a little high, but let me tell it's you. It's spicy, but it's good. I like the almond almond brittle. That's I like the gooey food. gooey butter cake, but that's not a black owned business. So we gonna we gonna freeze that. You did know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, thank you, Basil. This was fun. Oh, thank you guys nice so you. much. I really appreciate you for coming on the show today. Oh, no problem. Thanks, y'all, for having me. I love to, like, come back on when my album drops and we can talk about it. Yes. You know, just see, like, get some opinions, see what you guys think. I think it would be awesome. But thank y'all so much for having me today. Oh, no What's problem. your uh, social media handles? Okay, it's at Beja Rodriguez. So B-A-H-J-A. And then Rodriguez, but with a G, not a Q. Got Period. it. So it'll be out. I'm gonna finish editing it tonight. It'll be up tomorrow. So okay, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I'm so excited. Thank you. All right. Have thank a you guys evening. so much. So Y'all have a great evening. You too. Do it. I gotta get my life together with these. Yes, things. I'm about to go. I'm gonna eat me something. It's gonna be lit. I'm about to have some ice cream. Yes. Oh girl. <laughs> All right, I'm about to hit stop. <laughs>